The Super Balls podcast is meant for an adult audience only. It may contain sexually oriented you, content. Please be aware of your surroundings. Listener discretion is advised. Super Balls podcast and radio show. This is Technical Difficulties Frank coming live to you over various avenues and we are having some some difficulties here. We had uh we had uh John uh John not come on. We had Jackie Bale and Dave. Right now we're trying to get Kristen back who was on if everyone remembers the paranormal episode from ways ago. And I'm about to have her call me. Hold on one second here. All right, everybody. We get Kristen on in a second, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, if everything's good. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, it's been a, uh, a very, very crazy week. Uh, we've been doing a lot. Uh, last week was my birthday. Hello. This is Kristen. Yeah. Perfect. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> Kristen, welcome back. We haven't, Yay. We, haven't, we haven't heard hide or hair of a lot of people since the olden days, I like to call them. Uh, <laughs> Kristen was... Good times wheeling. Yeah, great, great, times in, uh, great times in wheeling, Illinois, for, uh, for everyone that uh, might be familiar with that Fuck. town. <laughs> that was a long time ago, man. Like so long. <laughs> yeah, just to catch you up a little bit. Um, so here, here's how it kind of went down. Uh, we started the podcast, Cat, John, and I, uh, and it was very convenient due to proximity. We all lived in the same building, worked at the same place, and then as somebody who would make schedules, I would schedule us to be off together so we, <laughs> so we could drink and uh, podcast together. So that's cool. Um, and then. The uh, cat wanted to move on with her career and be very adult, which she did, which is great. I'm very proud of her. Uh, then uh, John and her both moved back to Dixon. So at that particular time, it was before the podcast boom. It was before a lot of things. Zoom was not a th- what it is now like this was not a thing. And uh, John and I tried to do it for a little bit, but... You know, it was before the whole age of the streaming, you know, like there was no Twitch. There was no avenue that you could really like get a stream up and running. So uh, technology now has facilitated us to be able to do it again, which is great. So seven years later, uh, my buddy Jeff, it was one of my coworkers, uh, you know, we uh, decided to start it back up. He really wanted to do it and um, basically took me out for some beers and said, hey, like, let's do this thing. 
<laughs> which is hey why not so anyway uh we did it for a while and then um to be honest like covid happened jeff wanted to kind of like do his own thing and and go solo and that was good that was good for him and wish him well and since covid started we've been doing podcasts with dave clark if you remember him not sure if you remember him Kristen, do you Talk, talking to the phone. <laughs> yeah, like it's been quite crazy for me. Actually. Yeah, so uh, Dave Clark looks like if uh, David Cross and Zach Galifianakis had a love child. And then he talks about balls a lot. <laughs> so that's him. And then uh, Jackie, I don't know if you ever were on an episode with Jackie, but Jackie was really, she was uh, married to Jimmy I don't know. They were they were regulars around the coil apartment. I think I remember them. Yeah, she was really. Did we, did we go to like a party in their apartment or something? There was a few parties. There was definitely a few parties, and uh, but I specifically remember like trying to get sick like while driving. Well, okay, Michael was driving, yeah. and I was going to vomit out of my car. No, that, <laughs> there's a story about me and John Coil doing that. He was. Uh, there was a blizzard and we were supposed to close the restaurant. And then it was when I was trying to get promoted and John Coyle knew like the next day we we're going to be closed because of this blizzard or whatever. So he was drinking heavily the night before. And even though there's a blizzard the next day and, I, and we're all going to be off, I, I wasn't going to drink all night. So like I kind of, I just went to sleep, whatever. And then the next day they sent out an email, corporate sent out an email like, Hey, if anybody can open a restaurant, you should, if you can. And then David Clark called me and he's like, well, if you were the only restaurant that was open in the entire Chicagoland area, it would show a tenacity and you'd look good to get promoted. <laughs> so I did. And, and I, I had to get three people, three other people to open. Uh, so I had to call this guy, Larry, who agreed to get there on his own. John, I was just going to drive him from the apartment. And he was so hung over that when I picked him up, he was dry heaving out my car. He literally, we were going so slow because of the snow. Yeah, we were going so slow because of the snow. He was first puking out the window, just dry heaving out the window. And then when that was bad, he would open the door and then try to throw up with the door open. We were going so slow. And we picked up Jackie, which is fine. But then my car got stuck dropping Jackie off and the shift was over. We made no business. It was a horrible mistake. I know exactly oh. what that's like. And I bet you, I think you guys, I think I remember that you were there at a party with Mike. Jackie definitely, I think, was there. I believe that was a, a night we got into like a big circle and we were shotgunning beers. Probably. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I probably, okay, at, at the time when I lived in Chicago, I was still like, oh, I know how to party. <laughs> no, I'm, I was such a lightweight. You were all kids. And then when we, when we moved to Colorado, when I gonna move to Colorado, I was like, oh, "Okay, I totally got this." Oh my god, altitude fucked up when you <laughs> drink; it is awful. Yeah. So I learned to drink and build my tolerance up. And now, uh, now that we live in Montana, I live in an elevation that's like like four thousand feet lower. Wow, you live in Montana? <laughs> that's that's awesome. I live I live sixty one miles from the Canadian border. That's I can cross be, over to the border. It's so much that fun. That sounds like it's got to be the tits. I tell you, it sounds amazing. We got to talk more about that. Uh, what was I? 
I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. No, I mean, I think we all changed. Uh, Jackie and Jimmy yeah. broke up. Jackie remarried recently, which is awesome. Uh, John Coyle, as you know, I'm sure, is doing his own thing, became a bartender. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. I, since those days, I've gone sober, so I don't, I don't partake. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been a really good decision for me. Uh, let's see what else has happened since then. I don't know. Uh, I think Kat went into doing her funeral director stuff. If you remember Kat, you remember Kat? Katie. Katie. Yes. Yeah, of course I know Katie. Okay, well, Katie went into her mortuary <laughs> stuff, and then. Other stuff now too. Yeah, now now she's doing yeah, other stuff. I don't keep up with her. We're not really friends anymore. So, uh, she's, all all I know is like she's doing her own thing, and I'm really happy for her. And that's, I mean, yeah. that's pretty much it. I mean, that's that's the grand story with all of this is we all kind of went our separate ways just because that's where life took us. And I am no longer an audio production major. I switched my major like five times. It feels like I did audio. I did production, which is I had no idea you were doing that. That's so awesome. I, do, I told you I can help you mix the podcast, and you're like, okay, and then never gave me anything. Hey, listen. <laughs> well, I've got this super awesome mixer now. If you want to see it, I'll pan the camera over. Mm. If you see this beast, this guy Whoa. does all the work. Yeah. That's just dope. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> I've got uh, four microphone XLR inputs. Then I've got an input from the computer an input from a cell phone, and then a Bluetooth input, and then I have a very small little, uh, what is it called, launch pad or whatever? Is that what it's called? Or? Uh, probably. I think it's called launch pad. Uh, whatever. It's they call little, little sound yeah. pads where I can, like, ask people if they're gay. Like, you just press this. What are you, fucking gay? <laughs> so I do that. That's awesome. And then, That's uh, awesome. <laughs> I really wanted... <laughs> Oh, I still keep up with it and stuff, but yeah. I went from audio to business. Yeah. Business to outdoor education. And now I'm an early childhood teacher going for my associates. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. My girlfriend also works with uh, children at a young age. So um, that's really cool. I really wanted to get Dave on because I wanted to make fun of him. He's got an ICP tattoo. <laughs> it's so easy to make fun of people Why? who used to like ICP. I don't know. He, he, he sees it as a mistake. But I was looking up ICP. <laughs> Uh, I, found, I found out that ICP, they don't understand how magnets work, which is like they work on an atomic level. So, yeah, I guess that whole, that whole situation is so weird. Why would you get a tattoo of ICP? Yeah, so I got this really hilarious sound clip here. I'll play it for you. Ready? First, it starts yep. out with a song, and then it's like the violent J clown guy saying, like, he really doesn't know what the fuck. So, here we go. Water, fire, air, and dirt. Fucking magnets, how do they work? And I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. We really are that stupid. I don't know how how um, magnets work. <laughs> oh most, my god! This hilarious god. shit to me. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, let's see here. So we do have a segment that we we could uh, welcome you with. One. And that is called the fact I move. And what we do <laughs> is you describe some behavior that you did within the, I mean, I guess for you, since the first time it could be behavior whenever, when you realize that maybe you were overweight. <laughs> 
I can tell you my most recent fat guy move, which is uh, I was trying to cook something for myself to eat, and I decided to just not cook, and I was just being lazy, and then I just decided to just melt cheese in the microwave into a bowl, which is oh, man. which is disgusting, especially if you're lactose intolerant, which I'm not, but like I just I just taking it out of the microwave, I realized like wow, this is uh. It's a fat guy move. So before you do yours, I'm going to play this little drop we got for it that is with my former yeah. co-host Jeff. Ready? It's, it's pretty nice. I like it. Ready? I'm a fat guy. Duh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so fat, Frank. So fucking fat. <laughs> All right. So, Kristen. My... <laughs> Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like, oh my god, I'm fat, but like it was like a moment, like, oh no, yeah. I had a little girl at my school come up to me (laughs) and go, Miss Kristen, do you have a a baby nearby? I'm like, no, honey, this is what I call a food baby. What's that? I'm like, that's when you eat a bunch of food and you just roll a baby belly with it. She's like, oh, and I was like, yeah, and then I went home and I was like. Ugh, child called me fat, but not to my face. <laughs> not like directly, but just was like a girl at my school thinks I'm pregnant. Like, like, oh, uh, like it's a food baby. It's okay. We're good. I, I th- that was a moment where I'm just like, oh god, I need to go work out. I think it's it's like two things count here that could make that a victory. <laughs> a, how did you deal with it? Which it sounds like you deal with things pretty well. And the other thing yeah. is, like, what did you eat to get that food baby over time? If you ate great food, then all is forgiven, I would say. Beer. Beer. Okay. Beer. Hear that, everybody? Food. Beer and fast does food. And is not eating right. Yeah, beer and fast food will do it. There goes my hero. Food. Fast food and beer, everybody. Okay. So, Montana. I need to hear about... Obviously, I'm a Chicago native. I think you know that and everybody else does. What oh, is, yeah. Can you tell us what it's like up there? Over there? It... So, if you've ever been to Colorado, mountains on the I-70 corridor were like Dale, Breckenridge, and... Have I? Copper Mountain. I, I haven't. Uh, well, if anyone who's listening, if they have been... It's similar, but the mountains are not as tall. Like, there's no 14,000-foot mountains here. Um, there's, like, maybe 10,000, 12,000, but nothing up to, like, 14,000. Uh, Glacier National Park is literally 10 miles down the road for me. And this it's, like, wide-open valleys, and the mountains, like, they're not, like, super tall, but they are amazing-looking. Wow. Um, it's, like, I wake up every morning, and I look out my porch, and... I could see mountains, I could see the schools, and then right over here to my left, I could see the gateway to Glacier, and the mountains are amazing, and I only live 10, 15 minutes from the Whitefish Ski Resort. So I live in Columbia Falls, Montana, and then Kalispell, where you would fly into from like Denver, um, and they have like flights going out to like Texas and stuff, Delta comes in, American Airlines. And um, so you can fly in to the area that I'm at. And then Whitefish is, like, right up the road from me. 
and the ski resort there is intense. That sounds so it's awesome. Yeah. Sounds, it sounds amazing. I think uh, for me personally, one of the things I definitely appreciate is a good vista, like just scenic views. And one thing I always, yeah, one thing that has always attracted me about Montana is just the lack of population there and the privacy you get. And for me, I don't think any of the listeners really know this about me, but when I do work out, I really love cardio. I love to like jog and run. And I hate Mm -hmm. doing that with an audience. I hate doing it at the gym. I hate doing it on the street because it's like, you know, look look at this fat guy running. You know what I mean? (laughs) So Honestly, uh, like, I have a gym membership at this place called The Wave and Life Session. It's really nice. And honestly, like, as long as I have, like, my own workout thing going, I really don't care what people think of me because we're all there to, like, for one reason, you know, work out, be, be healthy, you know, make ourselves feel better and... I'm not there to judge anybody because we're all there for the same reason. But I will say, when I first moved to Colorado, so when I lived in Schaumburg, I ran three miles like every other day. I was training for the Hot Chocolate 5K downtown with my friend. I've done that one. It's great. The Hershey's. And I know, and I never got to do it because we went to sign up and we missed it by a weekend. We were so pissed (laughs) because I was training really hard. I was like, working on like just keeping my pace. And so when I was in Chicago, I ran like three miles a day and I got really good at running and I was working up to four. And when I moved to Colorado, I stopped for a while. Like leading up to moving, I had like stopped for a while when we got into like Avon. I'm like, you know, I'm going to start running again. And I wasn't putting into play as the elevation. Oh my God. I tried running for life. I was like, all right, I'm going to run like, half a mile, you know, nothing crazy. Sure. Oh God, I couldn't make it 45 seconds. Elevation, like <sighs> about made me pass out. It, elevation fucks with your body. If you don't acclimate yourself, mm-hmm. it fucks you up. But because I'm down here at 3000 feet, it's not as bad. So I can actually run like a mile and a half now Yeah, through my neighborhood, which is really nice as opposed to like, you know, <laughs> 45 seconds <laughs> or 30 seconds Definitely. at 8,000 feet elevation and like you're dying of like no air like it's intense like it took my body a while to acclimate just to being like in higher elevation living in the mountains but then when I get down here like you're still like north like the winters I feel like the winters are a little bit more intense here than they are in Colorado like yeah Colorado like oh, man the year before I left, there were so many avalanches. Like, it was, like, historic-level avalanches. Wow. And they're just like, do not travel on I-70. We tried going to Copper Mountain. We couldn't go to Copper Mountain because there was an avalanche that took out a gas station. Oh, that's the scariest thing imaginable. But, yeah, so no one could leave their apartments. We couldn't light a fire. There was another or two avalanches on I-70 going towards Vail. There was an avalanche... Um, by the ski resort we were trying to go to, which is level, and which is like the first ski resort ish that you hit that's like on I seventy, like you can see it from I seventy. And that one had an avalanche going towards Denver that you couldn't go to. There were other ones on like Berthad Pass going towards Winter Park. We hit a rock slide going to like Loveland. I was like I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I want to go home, man. You know, drinking the rest of the day. I was like, you know what? 
this is bullshit. I want to go home. Like, we should have stayed in Steamboat, man. Because at that time, we were living in Steamboat. And, and so it was like, I can't do it. So we went home, and yeah, but no, up here, I've there's been some avalanches, like at certain resorts, but um, I don't think I've had an inbound avalanche here at Whitefish yet. Which is good because those are scary. Those are like super scary. But yeah, no, this is um, this is an awesome place to live. Like I'm thoroughly enjoying it. You should change the name of Colorado oh. to Final Destination. It sounds like Colorado seems so overpriced, man. Don't go there. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's me. Let me ask you there's, a question about Colorado. I think huh? I was. I think I was. Let me ask you a question about Colorado as somebody who's lived there because I, I remember talking with my mom maybe like two years ago. And she was telling me that Colorado just has perfect weather year round, like seventy all year round. And I'm like, no, that's like Los Angeles or something. Like that's definitely not Colorado. Like they have winters like no. else. No. So when we were going, when we were flying from Denver to Kalispell to look at apartments, and had job interview at the time, and it was like Denver's off. Land with a winter storm, like massive winter storm. Like it was like freezing, like two degrees. Oh, uh, okay. Well, Denver is not seventy degrees. Yeah, that mom that you'll never listen yeah. to this podcast. I mean, it it depends, but I does not have weather like that. I was going to say, as long as it's, it's a possible. place that's capable of getting cold, that was my point because she was trying to say it was just gorgeous. Yeah. And I, and I mean, it honestly, is, honestly, but... to be fair. I think the reason she was trying to sell it to me was because maybe if she sold it enough to me, she could move out there at the time where, because that was, again, a couple of years ago before uh, weed was legal in Illinois, and she's like a heavy mm-hmm. smoker. So, like, at the time, maybe she was just saying that because maybe she was trying to sell it to herself to move there or something just so she could, uh, you know, partake. I don't, Honestly, I, don't, like- I don't see it as a big deal. I, I've never smoked. I I don't have any interest in it. <laughs> I I do, um, but it's more of like I, I do it when I'm in pain or when I have like a headache. You know, but you know, I'm, I'm making sure my dog's okay. still alive. My poor, my poor puppy hurt himself, that's and uh, he, he's uh, he's on the couch. Well, hi. On that, everybody. So everybody knows. Yeah, so Kristen has a hurt puppy. How do you feel about? Well, and by the way, uh, if you if you even if you were to do stuff recreationally, like I, I was never anyone. John Coyle will tell you <laughs> that I'm not anyone to judge, and I've been there plenty of times where he's smoking all day, and I'm with him, but I'm not smoking with him. I'm just around him, and I was always, yeah. I was always cool with it, but I just it was it was never something I had interest in. But uh, yeah, so what I was gonna say is, how do you feel about? giving like cbd oil to animals like a you know like a dog that might need it for their pain do you believe in that how does that work do you know anything i mean i mean think about it there's many studies showing cbd especially given to like humans that have like seizures and stuff and it like calms their seizures so it's like a a neutralizer for like your nervous system and just kind of makes you feel good kind of thing my mom uses it for her back issues um they my kids three or four hundred dollars in the dispensary when he was in Colorado oh, wow. for my mom because she was using that stuff. And well, my mom, my mom went into the dispensary. My mom is one of those people that 
she was raised in the square box and I was raised in the square box. And honestly, like she was bald when my dad told her also, I like, Oh, what? She's like, Oh, and my dad's like, Oh, come on. <laughs> Seriously. So like when you give someone CBD, it, it, it calms their nerves, but it also like, it helps with pain because it like, almost like a nerve neutralizer so sure. any kind of nerve that you're having or any kind of like like muscle pain in general it kind of like numbs it almost it doesn't like it's not going to fix the problem but it helps so many people um there are studies with dogs too and it does work but unfortunately i don't have any cbd to get muscle or coffee yeah <laughs> so, <is> dumb dumb. <laughs> so i actually did a little bit of research on it just because everybody was like everybody at work was doing cbd oil so i i went on mm-hmm. youtube and i i looked it up and it turns out I learned at that point in time, I had learned the difference between THC and CBD, which are totally different. And then CBD is like the anti high. So like if you were planning on getting high, it's probably, I mean, I think a lot of, if you smoke, you're going to get both. But like, if you do a lot of CBD, it can kill a high that you would get from THC. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and ordered CBD oil just to try it because everybody says it would relax the hell out of them. And, like, I'm not interested in the high, but, like, if it would help re- relax me. Because, like, as a person, I actually have – I don't want to say I have anxiety. I don't like to humor – I don't think I'm too stressed out. But sometimes I just have really bad insomnia, like just super bad insomnia. Sometimes There'll be nights yeah. – yeah, there'll be, like, a random night, like, maybe once a week where I'll just, like, stay up the whole night. And I won't even go to bed and I'll be good for two days straight without any sleep. And, like, that's how bad it is. So – Maybe a year ago or so, I tried CBD oil thinking that it might help me out with that. I don't think it helped me do anything. Like, I was hoping, like, everybody that was, like, selling it to me was, like, telling me, oh, it's life-changing. Your your days are going to be better. You're going to be more happy. Honestly, like, I didn't notice any difference besides my mouth being oily. <laughs> um, I feel like it also depends on how many milligrams you take. It's true, and my, my gynecologist said because at one point I was, so I, I, I have like some medical issue stuff which a lot of people deal with, you know, and I was like, oh, well, I'm taking like ten milligrams CBD. She's like, you are not going to get any kind of like effect from CBD with ten milligrams. Like I think that's what I was doing. Like fifty milligrams or more. Yeah. Because you can't, like, I don't think you can ever do some CBD. But I no, will I say that so you get you get more effect, and it's not necessarily like a big effect. I mean, if you take a massive hit off something, well, yeah, sure, you're gonna get high. But if you don't take a big hit off of it, you get just enough. It numbs your body. It's not like you're gonna get like super high. I okay. feel like that you have to have some THC and a CBD or for it to like give you the feeling of relaxation for like anxiety. Um, like for me, if I'm like in pain or if I'm like super stressed out, like that's my doggy. My dog's <laughs> a retard and jumped out of a car that wasn't okay. The first time he jumped out of a moving truck because he saw my car and hurt his leg because he's retard. This time he jumped out of my car. The window was partially down, and he damaged his head. So, like, my job is stupid. I love you, Willie. <laughs> Are you a fan of uh, the, the Kirby enthusiasm? 
We got, we got that draft for when somebody is, uh, when one of our beloved friends is maybe digging themselves into a hole. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Anyway. Um, no, yeah. So what I did is yeah. I got that oil. I used the bottle. Yeah. It didn't do anything for me. And then it was really interesting because I don't know if you've noticed this, if you order anything on Amazon, but like I tend to order a lot. I order everything on Amazon. And there's one of these scammy companies that was doing the CBD oil because when I looked it up, it had five out of five stars, 5,000 reviews, five out of five stars. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It must really be great. So then I got it, yeah. and then the envelope or the package that came in, there was like a little uh, memo from the the seller, and it was like, "Hey, if you give us a positive five star rating, we'll send you another bottle for free. And then, if for whatever reason you're not happy, we'll refund your money or give you another bottle and your money for free. So why the hell would you not give them five stars if you could double the amount that you're paying for, right? But that practice in itself is." And, and the way that they do it is like you can't trust that any of the reviews are legitimate because everybody just wants free stuff, right? So you're leveraging people's yeah. want and greed against the rating system. So I found that a lot of people who sell shit on Amazon do that where they'll coerce someone into giving them five stars, you know? I even had a seller once where I... uh I, th I forget if it was on Amazon or somewhere else. Oh, no, no, it was not on Amazon. It was on this website, Swappa, where I bought a, a cell phone. And yeah. the, the ad for the cell phone, like, the, it's, it's, it's just a marketplace, right? It's like a community where it's a little bit more regulated than, like, a Craigslist. Right. So I ended up buying a phone that said it was Mint. It's the phone that I'm using now. Uh, it's ever anybody's curious, it's a Google Pixel phone. That's what I use. So, um the yeah so like it said okay mint inbox and when i got the phone it was not mint it was like somebody else's sim card was still in there the phone had some cosmetic scratches and by the way for cell phones it's so dicey with the value like a, i don't want to use the word blue book but like the market value of cell phones really does change quite significantly if a phone is used versus if a phone is brand new so i went in there and i was like hey I'm, you know, is there any way that you can match, uh, you know, the price for a, like not a mint phone, but a, a phone in good condition. Cause this is what this is. It's used, you know, it's not mint. It's not out of the box. And then the seller was like, no, you know, if you want, you can send it back and we'll give you a full refund, but we're not gonna, we're not going to match that price. I'm like, Hey, honestly, you give me 200 bucks. I'm happy. Cause it was like, that was the difference. Right. And, uh -huh. and the seller was like, yeah, no, yeah, bro. Uh, you know, have fun, mate, but unless you want to send them back, no dice. And I was like, all right, cool. And then it was like, hey, please rate your experience. I'm like, I'm going to rate my experience. Gave them one star and then wrote out my experience. And then they reported my review to, like, the admin of the site. And they were like, hey. Well, first what they did was they replied to my review. And they're like, oh, hey, you know, let's work it out together. We'll, we'll come up with a resolution together so you don't have to give us that five star. And they wrote that as a public reply. And then they did that at like 7 p.m. And I wasn't and I saw that in an email, but I wasn't going to get back to him because it was 7 p.m. And I was out like after work. I didn't want to like I just wanted to be lazy. So I didn't want to deal with it. And then at 10 p.m. They wrote they reported my review and they're like, hey, if Francis does not respond or, or change his review because we tried to cooperate and we're going to request removal here within 24 hours. And like they requested removal because they tried to help me out, but they didn't even give me a, a like 
you know, more than three hours to even respond. So when I did finally reply, I was like, Hey, you know, I would be happy if you were to do what I originally asked and refund the money. So this is a fair deal. And they did. And then I ended up giving them four stars and then they were still pissed. Like, well, we gave you money. Like, why aren't we getting five stars? I'm like, because you pulled this shit in the first place, you know? You're entitled. Mm-hmm. To the, you're entitled to the four stars you got. You know, yeah, you made it right in the end, but it was only because you were worried about your fucking reviews and you you didn't care about the actual consumer. So I, yeah, I was pretty pissed. But like, there's all kinds of like review games and stuff out there on Amazon, and uh, I have a feeling that that's one of the reasons maybe why the CBD oil wasn't good. It's because they were trying to buy buy reviews or get around the system. Well, um. This is you podcast, and you must listen to like other podcasts. Are you into comedy at all? Oh yeah, I listen to some. I don't. Ha- so here's the thing: it's weird because like I don't have a lot of time, and I, I should have a lot of time, but I'm actually trying to dedicate. I used to be somebody that was all into like podcasts all day long, TV all day long, loved movies, would go to movies, and then somewhere in my adulthood, maybe like you know, maybe like around 2015 or so, maybe like five years ago, I started to want to just I know it sounds kind of stupid but I just wanted to get outside more and get out more and like live more and, and not so much vicariously through movies but like I did I do still listen to some podcasts that are great uh, my favorite comedy, well, my favorite comedy podcast being the Adam Carolla podcast oh have you heard of Zenith Gang I have not oh oh Text me some details. Yeah, text me some yeah, details. Yeah, we've got uh, BJ Overson, Luis J. Gomez, um, Dan Soder. Oh, man, there's so many. Ari Shafir's on it occasionally. Cool. Oh, I mean, Mike and I actually went to South Kansas to see Ari Shafir do his comedy special. The stand up? And he went, it was it was amazing. And he was making fun of Jews, and he's Jewish. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing about comedy is you gotta you have to leave PC at the door a little bit, and I'm I'm cool with oh. that. Um, yeah, so but Legion of Skanks, I'll go back to CBD just a little bit. Um, they are sponsored by Infinite CBD, and apparently that stuff's really good, and I swear by it. So I'm, you should check their yeah, maybe I'll check it too. out. Right now, I'm not yeah. doing too much of insomnia, but yeah, I, I definitely will. You know, a big question I always get asked. Maybe I'll ask you this since you you like podcasts. What do you think of the Joe Rogan podcast? I like listening to Joe Rogan. There's some like he has some very like so it's it's funny because he he brings all walks of life on this podcast, which I think is fucking awesome. He brings conspiracy theorists, which I mean, at the same time, I just kind of have to laugh at because I'm just like. I mean, their views, like, they're so gung-ho on their views. And you know what? That's okay. They can believe what they want. It's a free country. No, I personally don't give a shit. But you know what? It's it's awesome because he brings on, he had Steven Tyler on, which is ridiculous. <laughs> that was probably, that was, that was a trip, man. Watching, I was like, what's happening in this podcast? Like, I was like, I was like, like he asked him a question about something, and then he just kind of rambles on. And I'm like, give me an answer about a question you didn't ask. <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm just like, is this guy on the same podcast? I was like, Stephen Tyler has to be on so many drugs right now. Oh, yeah. But he has, um, 
he has his buddies on, like he has Ari Shafir, um, <laughs> Bert Kreischer. <laughs> I love Bert Kreischer. He's fucking I'm a, hilarious. I'm a, fan. I'm a fan. I love Bert Kreischer. And then it's Tom Segura on. Yes, Tom Segura. He's so goddamn funny. He's hilarious. And his podcast is um, Your Mom's House. Oh, okay. I'll check that one out, too. I've got a running list. Man, Mike can show you. Okay, if you want, I can write down old podcasts that Mike and I listen to. Yeah, send them and to me over the Facebook, and I'll, I'll check them all out. Yeah, they're yeah. absolutely fucking ridiculous. You know, um, yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I, I think I might have talked about this before on, on this podcast, but as somebody who does podcasting, I don't, obviously I don't do it for a living because look at they suck, but uh, one <laughs> thing I always get asked is about the Joe Rogan podcast, and people always ask me if I like it, if I listen to it, if I compare myself, and like, do I like it? It, it has its moments where it's been good. Do I listen to it? Not regularly, and what do I think is like, Joe Rogan, as much as I like the guy, he does something, he does one particular thing that I don't, I really don't like, and okay. it's not his fault. It's part of the job. It's part of what you sign up for, but it's something that a lot of like talk show hosts do because that's, after all, he's a host, right? And as somebody mm-hmm. who hosts pretty much every single episode of this podcast, I've only ever not hosted like two or three, but like he does this thing where he'll have a guest on, and obviously he'll have a guest who's interesting who is a subject matter expert of some kind, whatever the subject matter is, like you mentioned, conspiracy theories, whatever that could be a, they could be a subject matter expert about, you know, the weed culture, the beer culture. It could be like somebody who, I don't know, fixed like builds sports cars or something like he'll always have people on or like movie, right. or whatever. Right. So what he does sometimes is you can tell that he'll do some homework just enough to be able to converse with somebody about whatever their expertise is. But what I don't like, yeah. because that's cool that you'll, you'll do some homework and find out like, Oh, what is this? What is this? You know, like, well, who am I going to have on the part that I don't like yeah. is, is he talks and, and sort of plays that he's a bit knowledgeable and will lead a conversation with that expert. And you can tell sometimes when they're doing that leading of the conversation that he's got no fucking idea what he's talking about. <laughs> or like, you know, yeah. they'll ask, he'll ask the expert a question like, oh, hey, can, so tell us about this. And then the expert will start talking only for him to chime in and be like, oh, but it's it's that, but not this and that. And then the expert's like, no, actually, yeah, no. <laughs> and it's not just Joe Rogan that has been in a place where it's almost like it, it – he wants to sound more of an expert than he is in certain things. Like I've noticed that Jack Black yeah. did that with video games. Uh, Jack Black knows nothing about video games, but decided to start a, a YouTube video game channel called Jo Joblinsky games. <laughs> and for like three months, he had the YouTube channel and he had no idea how to set up the stream, how to play games or how to do any of it. And then he Love even released dog. a video with somebody else playing the game and he was narrating, pretending like he was playing. And then he came clean and was like, yeah, that actually wasn't me. And it's like, yeah, that's cool because that's sort of like a, a parody of, of the the behavior. But like when a host. Right. Yeah. So like if a host brings on somebody that knows whatever awesome subject the person knows, if the person knows about butterflies and the person is passionate, wants to talk about butterflies, I'd shut the hell up and listen because I don't know much. I don't. 
And instead of like doing a little bit of homework before the episode and being like, oh, yeah, well, what about these butterflies? What about those? And by the way, the audience should know that this monarch butterfly does this. No, not at all. Let the guy talk. Let the expert be the expert. You're not the expert. Let the experts be the expert. So, like, I've seen some some late night talk show hosts are are more about that than others. Jimmy Kimmel's done it. Uh, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, and, and is I not, just see. I'm not, I don't know, and. It might, it might have just been something that YouTube was requesting to like a lot of the big, like name brands, like the, like, um, the tonight show, yeah, the late yeah. show. Conan's done, no. you know, Conan, yeah. I love Conan. Um, I used to watch like, him. And it's probably something that they just say, Hey, you know, we want to make it look smarter kind of thing. And it might just be something that was required by like, you know, the network and that just might be a character study just like yeah, no, 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 and that's what it is and i i feel like most people uh, pick up it, it depends on the subject because there's a lot of subjects that you're and it's very knowledgeable on. and i'm like all right i get it i can i can understand like i can relate then i talk other times i'm just like what i'm like i'm very confused like I, like, and sometimes it's like I come in at a weird time, and so I'm just like, all right, well, I just don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I just am like, all right, when they switch subjects, I will actually know what's happening. But I think it might just be a character that they picked up, and because he's like so big, and that he's also been like a talk show host for like right. Fear Factor. Like, oh, Fear Factor. I love Fear Factor. <laughs> I thought he. I, did, oh, I thought oh honestly, my favorite memory of Joe Rogan was kind of fear factor it was fear factor but fear factor on the Chappelle show where dave Chappelle did the crackhead character do you did you see that and like you know he's I like so. he's like a homeless crackhead and then like one of the things in fear factor was like rock walk across burning coals but the guy's feet were so like numb from walking barefoot he just walked across no problem and then there was one of the fear factor things was like you got to eat some bull penis and like nobody would do it but like he's there eating it like oh you got some hot sauce sure <laughs> Yeah, was... one of them was like a maggot shake, and I was like, "Nope, I'm turning this shit off." Like at that point, I was like, "My body and my stomach cannot handle it no more." I was oh like, "I'm God. done. There's no possible way that I can actually do this right now." <laughs> so yeah, no, like, oh, fear factor. That was some like crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, we got about ten minutes. I wanted to give Dave Clark a call, but. Fuck him. He, uh, you know, well, I'll probably edit that out. Anyway, no, nah, I mean, if, he, if he's not here with us, he's not here with us. Like, what what can you do? Like, you know, I actually confirmed with him and Jackie both earlier. Maybe they just decided to get drunk and bail. I don't, I don't really know what happened. But, uh, we could drive uh, Johann Sebastian Coyle. <laughs> uh, well, so here's the thing about Johann Sebastian Coyle is I actually <laughs> want to have him on the show regularly, right? And... For the mm-hmm. longest time, we were doing the show uh, Wednesday nights from 11 to midnight. Like, we end at midnight. But I'm going to give it an extra, like, five minutes or so for us because we started late. Uh, with him, I, this week, actually, like, maybe before my birthday, I was like, yo, like, w- you know, what date, you know, what date works for you? And he was like, yeah, I'm off Mondays. I'm like, cool. I'll change it to Monday, not to obligate you, but just to give you the option. And today, he did not take me up on that option. And that's fine. Yeah. But Dave 
confirmed that son of a bitch. And I had this awesome drop ready. Water, fire, air, and dirt. Fucking magnets. How do they work? And I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. We really are that stupid. <laughs> I don't know how how um, magnets work. It's just the funniest <laughs> thing. And it really embodies what the juggalos are. Oh, man. You know what? Oh, no. It was Legion Skanks, and they were talking about juggalos on Legion Skanks. You know, I was like, dozing in and out because I was like so tired. <laughs> we woke up super early. We were going to a beer fest in Missoula. Nice. And we, and, and dude, there was like seven beer vendors, and only 30 people showed up, and they were only doing two waves of 300 people. Oh, 30 no. people I was like, like, well, this shit's depressing. I got drunk so fast, man. Hey, but, why not? But the, <laughs> yeah. They, they, my team went to a speakeasy without me, and I was like, dude, you didn't wake me up. Like, you were so sound asleep. I was like, that's a speakeasy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But no, like, they were talking about, like, juggling from this podcast, and they're doing this, like, juggalo weddings i'm like what the hell i really want to talk to somebody who's a juggalo expert i i want to know how deep that rabbit hole goes because i understand it goes pretty deep oh Um, Oh, i can only imagine how deep this like i i can only imagine them yeah like like, they were just talking about all this different stuff like juggalo weddings and like like i hear they have like like weird ranches and like yeah, it's just some weird shit. Yeah, I want to. I want. I want to talk about. That. I want to bring Dave on and then have like somebody who's part of that, maybe part of that culture, to talk about the crazy shit that happens. Um, you know, but like the mentality of the magnets, it's like the guy doesn't understand. There's like an admittance of like I don't know what how this works. It's fine to be ignorant and and say like straight up like I don't know how this works. I'm like that too. If I if I know how to do something, I'll be the first one to be like, I can help you. Let me help you. If I don't know how to do something, yeah. I'm the first one to be like, I don't know how to help you. I can't help you. But if you want, I can try to help you find somebody that can. But this guy yeah. is like, I don't know how magnets work. And by the way, I don't want to talk to scientists because they lie. And it's like, what? What kind of fucking mentality is that? All scientists are liars? Like, not only is, would that be a logical fallacy, but like, who can you believe that? Everybody, in, in some respect, can be sort of a scientist when you really think about it. If you just want to learn something new and you're following the scientific method to to do that uh, research, even if it's like a loose version of it, but like it's so stupid. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I mean, it's done. I don't, I don't, I don't want to learn from somebody who knows how it's done. It's like that kind of really bad mentality. Like, it's just that. That's just bad. Like. I believe in science, like, quite a bit, because, you know, science, like, that's how we discover things. That's how we discover new things. Like, yeah. you have to do scientific stuff, but it's like, it's like someone's, like, done scientific studies and, like, legit, like, and there's, like, a bajillion scientific studies, and they all are matching in their same. It's like, oh, come on. Let's do some <laughs> common sense here. This is obviously legit. Like, okay. I don't know how magnets, magnets work. I'm going to not talk to scientists. Well, that's dumb. I heard a rumor. <laughs> I heard a rumor about oh. that one Juggalo singer. You know, like there's two Juggalo guys that are ICP. There's like the Violent J guy, and then I forget the other guy's name. Yeah. There's like the skinny guy, and then there's Violent J, who's like the chubby guy. 
I heard a rumor. Mm-hmm. I heard a rumor that Violent J is actually uh, Guy Fieri. And he used to have the Juggalo Stone, and now he has the Flavor Stone, trying to get, get it from Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> is that the case? Mind blown! <laughs> I think Violent J is Guy Fieri all grown up, or no, the other way around. Guy Fieri, oh is, Violent J is who he was as a teen, and then he's like. Fuck this! I'm gonna go visit some diners, drive-ins, and dives, and then he took the makeup off and then made a career. That's my theory. Well, <laughs> well I don't know why. You know, I don't know. Like it's um, well, it's possible. Very possible, man. Very I'm gonna start leading us out here. Anyway, um, do you have any closing thoughts? I mean, it's so great to have you on again. We really gotta catch up, but like. More on a personal level, yeah. less on a podcasting level. Be really cool to have. Oh Mike no, too. like I know. I think she'd be home soon, but uh, no, this is a lot of fun. Like I want to again. Reminds me of the old times back in Ealing. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, listen. What I, what would be ideal is if you got your Zoom working or like your microphone. I don't really exactly know what what's going on there, but. And it could be a connection on your end that's not connecting right to you, like technology uh, and like audio. Weird shit. Well, I'm gonna have to fix that because I definitely need to do Zoom and stuff. Because we're Zooming now and it seems okay. Or I'm, you still got your camera mm, yeah. on Zoom, which is your audio wasn't coming through. Yeah. Whatever. Well, so, I have to have on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That everything is stupid. Technology is stupid. I don't think it's real. But uh. <laughs> it's real. I think it's made up. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're gonna catch up with you more, and yeah, no, I love it. if you're, f- I-, I would say let's give you like a good week to try and get maybe like the audio good to go, and then yeah. I think you, if you do a test Zoom call with somebody, anybody, and then it works, and then you call me and it doesn't work, then I know I'm the failure here. That's all well, I will say I've called my mom from my computer today and I talked to her. Okay, well, on my even computer. if we have to go through a different avenue like Skype or something, just because the phone. Have you tried to do me? No, I, well, actually, once I did that, and then I've I've tried Microsoft Teams, which is pretty okay. Well, I have a Mac, so it's the only thing I've I need. Well, no, I actually have a Mac too. <laughs> I have two different Macs. I got two MacBook Pros, and uh, I had uh, an interview with uh, Microsoft Teams, which I passed, and it was great. So I'm going to be starting a new job, but uh, yeah, it it works. It works pretty well, too. Um, So anyway, we're going to close up, everybody. Kristen's back. She's back. Yeah. She can bring Mike. We're going to have two mics. We're going to have your mic, and then we're going to have Jackie's new husband, Mike. So we need to get John back on the podcast. I'm trying. We had him on when he comes on. He's fucking amazing. He's still got it, you know? Oh yeah. And honestly, like the first time I did the podcast with you guys, I don't even remember what the podcast was about, but all I know is we were having a grand old time. It I was think, fantastic. Yeah, so the first time I think that we had the podcast together. I don't think Mike was there, but I had met Mike already. And then it was just me, you, and I think John or Katie. I'm not sure. Cat. I don't think Kate. Well, I don't think Katie could show up. And I think I think it was just you, me, and John. But I think we did it at Katie's okay. apartment though, because John was watching her her cats or something. He was he was yeah. watching Huey Lewis. 
Yeah, I think I think Katie had to go back to Dixon, so it was yeah. just a three. It was us three at her apartment, is what I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I'm pretty sure that was the paranormal episode. You even did the opener for that, which was great. Do you remember doing that? I think so. And then I remember doing the chat for less. <laughs> oh, that was a disaster. I did, I did that with Katie once, and she was wearing like a really low cut shirt. And it was really bad because, you know, her and I are very platonic friends where we were at the time. And, like, yeah. everybody that we talked to was like, kiss her, you fool. Or they would be telling her to, like, take her top off. And it's like, no, guys. We saw this one guy. He was completely naked. And he looked exactly like Stephen Hawking. And he was just oh naked, like, touching himself. But, like, you couldn't see what he was doing because he's, like, slightly off camera or, like, the angle was weird. And then Cat very slowly just covered her chest like this <laughs> I, I have a picture if you're interested it's pretty funny but we had to stop because i remember there were like there was so many like chat roulette stuff and john and i were just like super bowl podcast who listen to it and then we'd like someone's like show us your tits <laughs> john raises his shirt and then gets so close to it wasn't me he's just like no that's like my sister guys i was like that's like go gross that's and then awesome. we like put another one and it was just like a dick and I was like, well, that's a dick. <laughs> I was yep. like, yep. <laughs> I, 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 my very first experience with chat roulette was I signed on and the very first person I paired with, it was a man, full frontal nudity, just from the waist down. And he, you know, those, uh, Groucho Mark glasses you can buy where it's got the big nose, but like, it's like the glasses where you look like Groucho Marks and the mustache. Oh yeah! I had a pair of glasses that fit his waist, and instead of it being Groucho Marx, it was an elephant. And the guy painted his dick gray, and it was like the elephant's trunk. But there was oh a smile God. on it somehow. And I just was like, "Wow!" I was not not expecting that. So, anyway, Kristen, on that note, we're gonna go ahead and close up. I'm gonna stop the stream. You guys, you have a good night. And then Kristen and I are gonna yeah. say goodbye on our own. I hope Super Ballers are great. And uh, we look yeah. forward to a full house with Kristen, Dave and Jackie, next time around. We'll talk to you guys later. Say hi to your mom. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. See you. See ya. Okay. Kristen, Bye. Kristen, you're still here.